Welcome to another episode of the Happy Startup School Community Podcast. And this episode is a part of a series of podcasts where I'm talking to people who are coming to our Happy Startup Summer Camp and this year, uh, September the 13th, 2019. And it's to give our members and anyone else who is listening uh, a window into what happens at summer camp. Uh, and also to get to know some of the characters who play part play part in in the whole event. This episode is with Lena Mokbak. She met us when we went to India uh, on one of our ashram retreats. And in this episode, we're talking about her involvement last year and this year in hosting and holding the open space session that occurs at summer camp and we touch on what open space is about how it works what it means as well as ideas on serendipity the future of work and collaboration and one of the things that stood out for me during this conversation is um <clears throat> If we are going to work more creatively together, and if we are going to solve big problems or make change together, we need to be able to create spaces together (laughs) um, where we can be more ourselves and where we can feel free to express ourselves and ideas and our needs in a way that um, allows us to connect with each other more and therefore I would say have better ideas and get clarity on what it is we're trying to do together so anyway um, if you ever thought about why what what is it I will learn at summer camp what nuggets of wisdom um, am I going to get from the speakers and the workshops Um, I would say I'm not sure But I think one thing that you will definitely get a feel for and a taste for is how collaboration can look like. (laughs) That's one to look into then. (laughs) Yes. Uh, Uh, But what is this, this workshop about exactly? The liberating structures? Yeah. Um, Do you you know liberating stuff? Have you heard it or... No, I haven't. No, it's a it's a suite of facilitation techniques that's open open sourceware that's being that's just being shared for years, and I use some of it, but I've never really been trained in all of them. Um, and it actually, ironically enough, comes out of the northwest. But then there's some folks that people kept talking to me about that's in the Netherlands. So I was like, it's one of the things that I wanted to do while I was in Europe. And then it was coming up. I was like, ah, oh, I'm gonna go do that. Um, so I'm pretty bummed if I'm not going. Um, but uh, but yeah, so liberating structures is different ways to facilitate. You would love it. Facilitate conversations. How do you cross pollinate ideas in different formats? And then they have all these different techniques. They have a whole suite. If you go on their website, they have a whole suite of of techniques. They printed. There's cards you can order and print out uh, as a reminder. It, it's facilitation techniques. You know. Fantastic. Well, yeah. that's 
very apt for the conversation that we're having today. Exactly. And how is everything, is everything uh, okay? I mean, you're not recording yet, right? Oh, I am. <laughs> is, is this, this is not part of the podcast. This is how it works. Carlos, <laughs> no. <laughs> you're, you're kidding, right? You're pulling my legs. <laughs> There'll, there'll be as much of this conversation in there as you wish there to be. Yeah, but, let's uh, not start yet. <laughs> Can we start over? <laughs> the... No, 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 no. I want to be a little bit more focused. I'm like all over the place. So um, the request I will, I will, the request I will, uh, I will make of you is to let go of any need to be polished or prepared uh, and just go with the flow? Yes. It's not that I can't, that I'm fine being unpolished. I, I like to know when I'm recorded. <laughs> yes. Yes. I'm sorry about that. I should have said something, but I um, sometimes it's those, uh, it's those, when, when you don't realize that you're being listened to, that you kind of relax into just saying what you need to say. Okay. <laughs> okay, so uh, let's dive into it then. <laughs> um, so, yes, you are in Brooklyn at the moment. And what is the conference you're at at the moment, or you were at? Um, I was at a conference about uh, digitalization and leadership uh, and how you... Uh, how you lead that process. Uh, so a lot about change in our workplaces, a lot about uh, AI and ethics in AI, uh, which is not really my typically line of work, but um, it's 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 a it was really a bunch of nerds. Uh, but uh, <laughs> and most of it I couldn't follow. But but all the aspects of when we are having these technolo technolo technological challenges, what then happens in terms of how we're structuring and work and how we're actually being in the workplace together. So that's my space, right? Like how are we how are we interacting in that space? So that's that becomes part of the technology conversation, of course. Well maybe that's a good place to start. So for for anyone who's been listening to our conversation up till now and and the amount of that conversation will depend on how much you're happy to share <laughs> that initial bit. <laughs> okay. But someone who's been with us, whether it's for the last 10 seconds or two minutes why don't you share with them a little bit of who you are, what what you do at the moment, um, and maybe a bit of a background as how you got to this point in time? Yes. So my name is Lena, um, and uh, 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 yeah, who I am is it's very much that I'm from one nationality, from one culture, uh, and has lived most of my life outside of that culture. So, so always trying to find out uh, how to navigate a new context uh, culturally has been has been um, a big part of what shaped my um, my professional life as well, uh, because it's been my my personal life. Um, the the work that I do and where my curiosity is is uh, is. Uh, navigating that new space and what that opens up for us when we're at work with each other. It's not only at work, actually, for me. It's also just how we're collaborating in our communities, how we're 
showing up in our communities, how we are um, connecting when we are, you know, doing work together. It doesn't have to be in our workplaces, right? But um, that collaboration piece. Um, uh, and more and more, uh, my work have led me to how do we hold space for the right conversations, the right uh, uh, interactions to happen. And by right, I mean what we not necessarily intellectually, uh, rationally think is right and scripted and, and planned, but what um, open up for what's supposed to be happening in that space, what, what's, what's close to people's hearts, what's, uh, what they're ready to work on, what's, uh, what's important for them. Fantastic. Now, one of the reasons, or the reason we're talking today, um, is this episode is a, a part of a series of conversations uh, that I'm having with people who have been to or will be going to summer camp this year. And last year, we had the privilege of having your company uh, and particularly um, having you help us by managing the open space um, part of summer camp, which was uh, the the second time we've done it, but I would say it was the first time that it was managed in a way that I felt um, did the intention justice. So I just want to say thank you very much. The holding yeah, that space. It was a it was there it was a it was a really sweet open space we all had. It it uh, I I felt it was very successful and uh, there was really a lot of good things bubbled up up to the surface in that in those four hours we had. So I agree. And for people who who are not familiar with what open space is, would you like to give them a, a for the uninitiated a description of what that means? What is open space? Uh, well, open spaces that uh, that you are opening, literally opening up the space to be filled with the uh, intentions, but very much the energy and the questions, uh, the exploration that the people in that space are ready for uh, and curious to explore right now. So a big part of open space is to not be leaning into this is what we all brainstorm on three months ago, or this is what their survey say we should be having on the agenda, or that should be the the the, the conference structure. Or well, you can you can you can use open space in, in many different formats. But when it's in in a conference, typically you know you and Lawrence you have a vision around how you want um, uh, summer came to be, and you hear things and you are get inspired, and that becomes part of you meet people, and that becomes part of the the, the schedule that you put together and that you service up, and, and then it's ready for for people who come come to that event. Um, so there's a lot of hard work and intention behind that. Uh, it's almost impossible for someone who's hosting a big event to to know exactly what people are wanting to talk about on that particular on that particular day. So um, when you are uh, opening up a space uh, as part of of, a, of, a, of an event that's saying, oh, this part, this these hours we're actually not scheduling. We're gonna um, fill that with uh, what's what's relevant for us right now. And that might be very much triggered by the conversation that someone had over breakfast or a talk that they went to the day before at summer camp and that they wanted to dive deeper into. So 
it's important when we talk about uh, open space that that uh, to link up that it's a structure. It doesn't mean that, and it's it's a guided process. It doesn't mean that it's just completely chaos. What do you want to do? Well, just you know, do whatever. Um, it it is held. It is facilitated. It's guided. Um, uh, so that. Uh, very specifically, within 45 minutes, the, the group of us at, at the last summer camp, were we 120 people, 150? Yeah, yeah. that's right. Um, uh, built uh, four hours of, of, uh, of, of sessions. Uh, so in those 45, 45 minutes to an hour, uh, that group of people built, did we have 34, 35 uh, spaces and conversation topics that came out of, of the of the first initial marketplace that was hosted. Um, so anyone at that first initial uh, phase there can can uh, take a piece of paper, stand in a line, uh, go up to the mic and saying, I am I'm curious about how you guys are doing when you want to um, encourage your startup uh, business to grow to the next level. Or I am challenged by, do I need to have an online presence that looks like this and this, or should I instead do this? Or I am curious about uh, uh, what does mental health look like when we're in this space and we're passionate um, people who are, are running our own businesses. So it can, uh, so, so as you can see here, uh, the topics can very much be like, I have an issue or what are you guys doing? Or uh, I'm puzzled by this. I'm challenged by this. Or I have an idea. Can someone give me feedback on this? So it can be anything. Uh, uh, so it opens up to all the non-experts in the crowd, all, uh, uh, all the, to, to everyone in, in, in that community of people to um, get an opportunity to to uh, set the agenda for for a segment of, of that of that event, then whatever you invite people up that that you think that you want to discuss, and when you have gather a group of people around, you don't have to be the subject matter expert on that. You just opening up that conversation. It might be that you're inviting other people who have much more much more experience than you and have. Uh, um, have some tips and have ways that they've gone through this, that they're the one who actually sharing most in that session. But you're the one who said, Hey, I think it's relevant for me. Does anyone else think this is relevant? Come join me on this conversation. Mm. You might, you might be three people. You might be 30 people. Um, one of the, one of the, one of the guiding uh, uh, rules is that, you know, whoever shows up is the right people to show up. So also putting this, this idea way of like, oh, it's a success if everyone else thinks it's super interesting. It's like, oh, there's five people that really, this really resonated with. These are the right five people to have this conversation with now. And I feel with open space, it can, um, in a sense, there's a, the phrase I want to use is a double-edged sword. Because on one hand, it's very unpredictable. You can't, necessarily say what's going to happen and what's going to come out because it's going to be very much like you said dependent on who's in the room and what's alive with them at the moment mm. but on the flip side and i think this is talking to what you said at the beginning you end up creating or having the conversations that really matter or the conversations that actually need to happen yeah, yeah. and there's that and i think it's, it's that if someone was um, cautious about attending something like an open space 
how would you allay those fears or how would you make them less uncomfortable with the uncertainty yeah there's a there's a big piece of trust and i had that conversation with both you but especially lawrence right of like hmm what if nothing comes up <laughs> like you really have to trust to let go um and it's it little i it's very ironic actually my husband often laughed that i and that i do so much open space because i'm a very structured person <laughs> um and i'm i'm come from a, i'm a, and a lot of the work i do is very structured in my facilitation so so it's been a process for me and i'm still learning that to to trust that organic flow and and really uh, not micromanage um, um, uh, the energy uh, uh, the the wisdom in, in that big crowd that or that organic crowd right let, let it just bubble up uh, so it is a little bit of process that you have to trust you have to sit on your hands you have to hold your tongue uh, and and uh, and and let it and let it surface up. Um, so I would say that also to people who's like, mm, that doesn't sound like my cup of tea. Mm, it seems like chaotic. It seems, um, yeah, like what to expect. Um, you can be parting an open space. You don't have to serve any topic up. Uh, you can just look at the process, see what comes up, be be uh, excited about what gets built on the on the wall of the agenda, and go to this go go to uh, join the conversations where you want to join. Um, so in that way, it can be as 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 another another part of of summer camp. Like go join what you what you feel. Uh, um, uh, incur what 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 guides you what what you want to um what you want to be part of you might find that as the marketplace is opening up and people's ideas are coming up that you are like oh actually i have an idea hmm maybe i want to just throw it out there everyone else seems to just to just do it so there might be um there might be a, a, a curiosity that comes up but there's absolutely no pressure um what we did last year is that um uh, so I was hosting it to get with Nick and also Marcus. So um, the three of us was adding little examples, adding conversations into the community uh, on the platform to just kind of plant the seeds and create some idea, mental images, some examples for people who've never done open space before. So they knew a little bit more about what they were uh, going into. Um, typically an open space session also have like an overall theme. Uh, I think last year was just pretty much change which is very very big and this year we still have to find out what we want that theme to be so there's an overall hat but under that hat uh, it's it's um it's whatever it's it's whatever topics comes up for people so i think uh, trusting that that process is a is is a is a is a piece to it's kind of a little bit of like you know falling back into like the community is going to hold us we're all going to hold each other uh what's the worst thing's going to happen we're going to sit in the sunshine have coffee and and chat like they, they can't <laughs> go wrong <laughs> uh, um so so there's there's that uh, and then knowing that at it i don't know anyone who doesn't get a little bit kind of high after an open space <laughs> <laughs> like what what were you what was your what was your experience when we had it uh, last year no i i really enjoyed it and i think um so the things that spring to mind when I think about open space, I think before I go into that, there's like a couple of things I think that sprang up when you were talking that maybe to help people um, understand a bit more of the structure. Mm -hmm. um, so you talked about a marketplace. Um, yeah. 
what does that mean for for someone who just heard you say that a couple of times? Because when you think about marketplace, there's some bartering going on, isn't there? There's some negotiation. Yeah. Um, and uh, to kind of go through it a little bit more structured, we're sitting in a circle or a half circle, depending on the space. Um, uh, and Nick, Marcus, and myself was hosting that spells, welcoming people, um, sharing some stories around what happens at open space, where does it coming from, um, just to kind of get people at ease in like, what is, what is this? There's a big, and then on the end of the wall, there is a big piece of paper with different locations that we plotted out on, on the summer camp premises. Like, oh, you can have a conversation over by the little coffee van. You can have a a conversation up at the pagoda. And then there was um, time slots. Um, I think we did 25 minutes last time. Um, so there was like eight, eight or nine different spaces, and then there was time slots out of out of those four hours or three and a half hours where we were doing it. So then people were lining up, and that's the marketplace where they're then lining up and saying, "This is my idea," uh, just to write on a piece of paper the headline of the idea, and then they find go up to the the big wall and they say, "Oh, I would like to have that conversation um, early on up at the pagoda," and then they put it up there. And then every this mark the 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 wall is then being filled up with with all these ideas. Um, then uh, everyone kind of steps back and go look at the wall, and 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 the wall kind of little bit uh, gets its own life because as everyone has been sharing their topics, there might be someone's like, "Oh, you were saying that, but that's actually very much in link with some of the things I want to talk to. Should we should should we should we just do it together at the pagoda at this time? Yeah, let's let's." Let's collapse our ideas and let's do that together. Or someone is standing up at the walls like, I want to hear your, I want to be part of the conversation you're having over there. So I'll put the topic I'm proposing at a different time because I want to be part of that conversation. So the, the, there's a time where the wall kind of organically is coming into place. Um, typically, there's also more topic than necessarily we have slots for. So there was also, and that happened at summer camp as well, there was some more spaces that happen oh we're just gonna meet meet over here by the by the little pond at this time and then we'll maybe go for a walk and have the conversation we'll we'll figure that out but this group is meeting at the pond having this conversation and then everyone goes up and then they vote and say oh i want to do this i want to do this then you get a sense of like oh there's 20 people who want to do this oh there's three or four people doing this okay then we're having a sense the wall never the big the big agenda on the wall here the big schedule never really ends it just sits there and throughout all the different sessions throughout the open space the wall can change uh, there might be some people who had that conversation by the coffee van and then they figured out we're actually continuing so i'm going to go down to the wall and say now we're now we're actually meeting up here and we're continuing that conversation everyone want to end 25 minutes wasn't enough for us we're going to continue it um so you want to keep checking in uh, at the wall um, to see if new topics came up uh, or if things changed. Um, um, so, so that's that explains a little bit more about what happens in the marketplace and and at the wall also. Um, when I said earlier on that there's some some principles uh, around. Um, when you are doing open space and one of them is that the right people are the right the people who shows up are the right people that's there there's the people who are supposed to be there uh, there's another one around um 
it starts when it starts and it ends with it when it ends. Like uh, it might be going on longer than what was scheduled. It might be that uh, I want to pick people's brains and after 15 minutes, we harvest all the good stuff and we're done. The conversation is over. We don't have to keep keep it going if it feels that that was it. Wow, great, thank you. And then we're done. Um, uh, and then there is um, also a principle around the law of two feet or mobility that if you come into a session and you're hearing things and you're giving input, you might be like, mm, that seemed to be what I had to contribute. And, and I also, I really got some good takeaways. So I'm done now. I'm going to move to another session uh, and I'll go back and check in on the wall and I'm going to head over uh, to the pagoda because I want to check in what was happening over there as well. So a lot of these rules, unwritten rules around how we're supposed to behave when there's a conversation going on, how we're supposed to behave when there's agenda is a lot looser. And there's permission for everyone to, to, uh, to navigate uh, these four hours with a lot more freedom uh, and just kind of themselves checking in with like, what resonate with me? I might not be part of an open space session. I'm going to sit with my coffee down by the pond. Uh, <laughs> and digest lovely and um so when you asked me what my, my experience was of of open space um i really did enjoy it last year and I, I thought it was a fantastic way of um raising the energy in in the place because you started to see people light up because there was something that there's always wanted to talk about, or there was a need that they wanted to fulfill in terms of that conversation. And then it felt like there was an opportunity to do that. And then that increased the energy even more when you discover there are other people who wanted to talk about how that conversation. So that kind of creation of connection and also this satisfying um, the need for that, for, for those ideas to be out there and to be to evolve and develop for someone. I think, and, and it, re, it reminds me of, and I was at an event last night where some a, uh, a guy was there, um, I think his name is Christian Bush, and he was talking about serendipity. Mm. Yes. And where, what is serendipity? What does serendipity mean? How, how does serendipity happen? Uh, and he also talked about it in the context of luck and lucky people and unlucky people. And it springs to mind for me now when you talk about open space, um, because on the flip side, the thing about open space, it's so emergent. I, like you said, you have no idea what's going to come up. Mm. And it can be so overwhelming because there's so many topics that are out there that depending on your mindset, it could be either intimidating or incredibly liberating. It could be like, so um, confusing uh, and scary that no ideas or opportunities occur to you or so rich and so um, filled with possibility that things happen, you see things that you didn't you, you never knew existed and are going to actually add to the ideas that you, you had or you didn't even know you had, the host unknown unknowns kind of thing. Mm. And for me, that's a, that's that's really well. The way I see it now, it's it's nothing to do with what topics come up to an extent, and I don't think it's not much to do with actually 
um, how many conversations there are or, or where you are. It's, it's a mindset thing. Either you are in a mindset where you are open to seeing possibility around you mm. or you're in a, a mindset where it's kind of scarcity and fear. And so you close down and you actually are blind to the thing that's right in front of you. Yeah. And I think that's a very good point. Like an open space, unless you've done it very frequent and maybe you're also a super extrovert, I think maybe it's a switch you can turn on and off. But for most people, it's not, which is why it is it is facilitated. And that's what happens in that first first half hour to an hour of the of the people who are hosting. It kind of create getting us into the space of like yes we are going to be opening up for this let's us uh, let's those pieces of our brain where we want to control where we want to know what's coming our way let's them put them to bed let's them like just kind of stroke them down their back and be like it's fine just chill <laughs> you just let go ha huh. there's a little bit of a of that initial piece that's a kind of like a group meditation almost of like ha huh. Which is, and which is why originally it is, it is a circle, like, and we couldn't do that in our space at summer camp, but literally it is like often when I facilitate, I literally don't walk around, just walk around the circle as I'm talking to people. So it's a little bit like this meditative of like, yes, right. Everyone can see us. We're all holding each other. Um, and, uh, and we're now moving ourselves into, into this space because it's a, and that's one of the things I'm hearing you indirect say here as well. It's a vulnerable space. Mm -hmm. uh, so we are also holding each other. I think there's a lot of um, ethics in terms of of hosting and holding that space for for people in an open space uh, uh, process that you have to be very conscious of uh, uh, because it can trigger some anxiety for people and they can be like, I did not like it. It was overwhelming. It's not my thing. Um, and that's completely defeat the purpose because then nothing was opened up for that person to be able to share or take in what other people were sharing. Um, mm. uh, and as I'm, as one of my examples before was like, maybe you're choosing to sit by, by the pond with a cup of coffee. And, and that's, it's, it's to make sure that you, that you, uh, letting people feel that they can take ownership on how they want this space to unfold for them. And they, so if they feel it seems hectic, they should, they should take a breather, right? Yeah. They, you know, like guide yourself in what feels right. Uh, if you get very excited about and you want to jump from one thing to the other and you're okay with that, you can do that. Um, uh, so, so I think that's a big piece uh, to, as it's being facilitated to make sure that people don't feel threatened and, and kind of like uh, claustrophobic almost in it, which was some of the, like that double-edged sword that you were just explaining. Right. Mm. I think there's, when I think about it personally, there's a number of lessons that I feel I've learned from experiencing open space. Um, I think uh, one, so one lesson, uh, that springs to mind when you were just talking there was really kind of managing uh, the need to control what's happening next mm. and the need to predict what's happening next. Um, and because firstly, if we want to, to have new creative ideas, 
the 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 fact that they are new and innovative and they haven't done before is the fact that is to do that they came from somewhere you didn't plan they came from an unknown place mm. um and then another thing is this uh relating it to the way the world of work and and how we can look some people perceive the world at the moment it, it feels very uncertain we are in this uh world of exponential change as they say rapid growth rapid development rapid um disruption and so if you cling if you have a mindset that is clinging to control um in a world that's ever changing then that could be maddening and so i feel open space is is kind of showing the possibility uh for creating i was going to say comfort but being able to accept the uncertainty and through looking at it in a more open and as a place of abundance lots of possibility seeing the uncertainty as a as a positive not necessarily as a scary negative yeah and still an uncertainty that we have a choice in terms of how we navigate that we're not just free flowing and like uh, trying to flap our wells and keeps afloat, but that that we can navigate, that we have the tools to navigate, and and the trends and what I'm seeing in what people are doing in the workplace is very much. Uh, it's some of them are very inspired by open space techniques. Uh, others are opening up uh, uh, more rigid uh, hierarchical structures to be flatter, be more engaging, to be um, autonomous and self-organized. Um, and for some people, they also feel that sounds chaotic. But opening things up and breaking things down doesn't mean there's not new... Uh, um, guiding principles or some constraints that holds that it doesn't mean everything is completely anarchy Uh, and um, but it means that there's some of the some of the uh, things that we're that we're trusting that we're kind of that we're putting our yeah putting our trust in um, is more is is not the status quo and the uh, uh, hierarchy of this is how it's done but mm. it's it's a lot more actually trusting our own ability to create value and be in that space and then it's a huge piece is trusting the abilities of everyone around us to have that same uh, mastery knowledge expertise uh, insights, humans, human sensibility, empathy to co-create us with us. Like th- this mm. is all about the the components of all co-creating together. Um, and it's to open the space for that to happen. Uh, that that what we're seeing in 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 experiments at work is to f- that people are feeling yes yeah there's the whole business case for being innovative but there's also the the human <laughs> case for 
there's no room for us in our workplaces. So how can we create that open space for being innovative, being creative, but to also be fully human, having all aspects of us, having uh, uh, the choices that matters to us in terms of how we actually are passionate about our work, what we're willing to do, what we're not willing to do, what uh, we want to have the, the choices and the um, uh, the decision power to move forward within our work. Um, and I think so. From my understanding of what you know, what you do, and what you're passionate about, it it all comes down to how we collaborate better. It sounds like, and and how we how we work with each other in, in a more effective way. Yeah, yeah, and. Um... I mean, effective is a good way. I'm not sure we always have to be super effective, to be honest. Mm. I think we have to be, uh, and I and I think if we really, but it's true. Yes, I work a lot around like every everywhere I look in terms of what I've done for the last many years, both when I did intercultural work, which I still do some of, but but um, also a lot of the work that I do in the virtual space. It is about collaboration, and for me, if you break down what does collaboration mean. Or what is it? How does it manifest? It it becomes like like what we're doing right now. It's a, it's a conversation of bouncing ideas, right? That if we're collaborating with our colleagues, or if we're at a conference and we're having a collaborative space together, it's because the idea that you're throwing out, your reflection, your uh, suggestions, becomes. Be- adds into the pot and I then can take some of that, be inspired by that, react to it, disagree, build on it. And and, and that becomes the collaborative process. Um, our work very much becomes throwing one task and wanting to respond back to that task. That's not really collaboration. <laughs> That's pushing <laughs> tasks back and forth, right? Like, um, that the collaboration piece is the sharing, is the listening, is the I am building on to what was created not by me, but by the many of us. Um, and most of the people I engage with when I start having that conversation with them or g- help them to unfold that is the like, that's why it's great to go to work (laughs) right that is why we're in that's why we're in community at work this is why we're at community at summer camp that's why we're in community with people uh, because we want that exchange Mm. there's um so at this event last night uh, there was a woman phoebe Tekel, who works um in inspiral you know that organization in new zealand um nope so they are a fascinating organization. Uh, I would say at the bleeding edge of new organizational structures when it comes to work. Okay. Very flat okay. structure. Um, they have the um, they have this process of co-budgeting. So there's a way of distributing money as a collective. Yeah. Um, they have a piece of software they created called Lumio, which is a again a process and a technology for collective decision making. Mm. Um, and it was very much she was talking about the current place where we are in terms of the world of work and I think this came out from a Gallup research and corporate rebels yes (laughs) around dissatisfaction and disengagement that there are there is in work yeah and then there was some trend around how 
by 2030, they say there's a potential that 60% of the workforce will either be entrepreneurs, solopreneurs, or freelancers. So we will be, um, there'll be more and more independent workers, but how do we work together? How do we create things? Because on our own, it's going to be very difficult. Uh, the current organizational structures aren't helping people in the human sense of things like you were saying, but we need a way of being able to collaborate better. Yeah, yeah. And it's sound. Oh, sorry. Yeah, well, it sounds like I should get hold of her in that organization in New Zealand. Uh, I've been doing a project for the last year. Um, mm, exactly. Leap Lab, which is like, which came out of, um, I mean, people who've been in your community all have their little babies that came out of either going to altitude or, or ashram. And this was my ashram uh, baby from... Um, well, like like 2018, right? That's that's yeah. yeah. So, um, uh, uh, which is a which is a project that's it's not client driven. It's just my curiosity that's driven it, uh, that's driving it. Um, and I actually wanted to go back, and I was thinking, oh, I'm now I'm old enough, I'm mature enough to be going back and getting a PhD that um, I was almost did many years ago. Um, and I was looking into that because I thought that was the next step. And as I was and I wanted to do do research for deeper in in terms of um, of these new work trends. Um, and as I was looking, I didn't really find a place where you actually could do that PhD. And I ended up being well, maybe it's not a PhD. Um, I'll leave that uh, vanity project uh, and actually be mature enough to leave that behind. And instead, I created Leap Lab, um, which is where I've been uh, talking and doing interviews with change makers. Um, and that's why when you were mentioning this New Zealand company, I, they seem they I, I've just put them on my list. Um, so so far, I've interviewed about thirty companies. Um, sometimes it's a, it's like a company who's going through uh, some big uh, some big changes and are very deliberate about it. It's like from the top and 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 being drizzled down the organization. Sometimes I'm talking to um, a manager, a team lead who's like experimenting with his uh, specific team hasn't really asked for permission, but just doing it. So, um, so all end of the spectrum, my curiosity is, has very much been talking to people about the messiness of, of how to do this. Um, because I'm sure when the people who are listening here are hearing you talking about, oh, so then, then they're doing very radical different budgeting and having that kind of transparency and they're opening up their processes. Um, uh, it can sound like, oh, that's fantastic. We want to do that. But how on earth do you do it? And mm. it's very messy in the process as well. So I'm at, though my interviews has very much been about, let's talk about some of that messiness of like, what's what does it take to even go there? We can be curious about it. We can be very passionate about it. How do you do it? Where do you start? Um, why is it messy? Uh, and one of the things I hear again and again when I talk to people is that there's a lot of unlearning that has to happen um, mm. because there's there's we're, we've been programmed in our schooling in in society in all the way that institutions function in our society um, in a certain way and most of that is more top down and hierarchical uh, even though we have democracies in many part many many parts of the world there is still a, there is still a hierarchical uh, structure a power structure that's uh, that's part of that so if we're breaking that down and we want some of this autonomy we want some of that transparency it's also um, 
I was interviewing um, uh, a, a person at the at, um, uh, the Danish um, uh, technology. Uh, uh, sorry, did you Danish? Uh, technical university and what uh, he's been doing in his um uh in his team and he was saying like it's like opening up pandora's box um, mm-hmm. because there's also a bunch of issues that comes to the surface when you are actually inviting people and, and encourage them and saying it's okay to bring a lot more of themselves their humanness to work well guess what there's conflicts there's disagreements and if we're not having those structures of a middle manager to go fix that, then we are fixing it. And do we mm. then have that those tools to actually figure out to hold those conversations and have that empathy and those respectful listening and arguing uh, practices with each other? That's, I, I'm so glad you came to that point there around managing conflict and empathy because um, a previous episode with Max St. John who, who runs a course called How to Fight Well. Yeah. Um, we talked about the idea of, of managing conflict and what it means and what it means to, in terms of not only our relationship to other people but also our relationship with ourselves. Yeah. Because um, as I understand it, conflict happens when we're, when we're not clear as to how to respond because we don't understand the feelings that are happening within us and that's that whole human side how do we equip ourselves to manage those that human side of us and there's a future episode as well that will be coming out in i think early mid-june with uh another community member who i think you should talk to because i think you're on the similar lines john barnes uh, and he he is very much interested in how these how the legacy of school and traditional corporate and organizational structures have affected our ability to think and to behave uh, in a more human and creative way. Yes, yeah. And those those aspects are very, very important to have part of. Uh, I think when we are talking about... Uh, new new things that's happening at work uh, and the future of work i think there's a, a tendency to be like oh, let's do that and being very enthusiastic which i'm definitely on, on on that end of the spectrum as well but we also need to be um conscious and and uh, take the responsibility that we're opening up with opening up our structures in this way and then coming back to to those predictions of like how that entrepreneurial mindset is what's going to be needed in the future. Um, mm. There is also a conversation of, of uh, well, of course, this is a community of entrepreneurs and startups, so that speaks very strongly to us, and we're probably all of us like signing on to that, and that's one of the reasons that we are running our own businesses and and are are in and are in doing startups. Um, at the same time, when we're starting looking at what's happening in people's workplaces, those are people who many of them chose to have an eight to five job and get a paycheck uh, and not run their own business and not be entrepreneurs. Um, so we also have to check ourselves when organizations moving into this. And this is part of the co-creation of like, what are people ready for? What are people curious about? Um, and, and can we force everyone to have an entrepreneurial 
mm-hmm. way of approaching things because suddenly we might not have a very inclusive work environment if you have to constantly do this growth. Um, other people might also say, I would love to do that growth. That's a personal project for me that I'm doing with my family. That is not something I want to be part of my work setting. I want to be very good at doing this particular task and I want to have professional development. But I'm, I am I want to be in charge of my own human development thank you right like mm. that's a person that's a personal aspects of who i am so we really have like these when we're starting opening up our workplaces because we want to be fully and more who we are there um we also really have to respect that that aspect uh, is very diverse and we have to respect uh, what uh, people are, are are curious and ready for to bring to that conversation at work so the the phrase that springs to mind is you got to meet people where they're at, yes. and I think what you said is we can't force people to, uh, or what comes to mind is organisations who feel that this is a silver bullet. We need more innovation. We need more creativity. Let's create flat structures, full transparency of salaries, and that will fix everything. Exactly. Uh, and that actually will probably cause more problems and solve or create solutions. And in some but, ways, uh, they're also defeating the purpose because they're still doing it top down, <laughs> right? Yes. Like it actually, where I've seen it being most successful is where there's been information been shared. There's been vision about what we want to do. We want to do things differently here. We want to improve how we're currently doing it. What is it that you guys want to improve? Is it transparency around the budget? Is it that you just, you yourself can decide when you clock in and out and where you do your work from? Um, or is it that suddenly there's no middle managers? Like, you know, what is it that you are, where, where is it that this organization, this team wants to uh, want to have more freedom? So it feels like um, it needs to be an invitation. Yeah. It can't be uh, uh, something that you compel people to do. And, um, and I think... Um, what you've done with this conversation and the way you've explained your work and your view on how work works, um, it's made me think differently or have another perspective on how we can frame for people what summer camp is about. And I think for me, it's an invitation for people to see how work could work yeah. in terms of if you are in a space with people who can talk freely and vulnerably about what they want to achieve, to approach that with an open mind, with no judgment, and then to see and grasp the opportunities that come up for you, then that could be a, a potential vision for how work could work. Yeah, yeah. And I think to loop us back as we were starting with the open space and how you create a space for that conversation to happen is to trust that the co-creation is powerful and people will bring the ingredients, the expertise, the questions that's needed to be in that space right now at this time and place. Well, thank you very much, Lena. You're welcome. <laughs> that, was a, that, was, that was a lovely conversation. I really enjoyed it. It really um, makes me look forward to summer camp. <laughs> And if people wanted to find out more about your work, can you give them a... This is your shameless promotion area. So oh. <laughs> to, 
they want to work with you, want to find out more, anything that you'd like to share, what what would you like people to come away with? Um, oh, I can't do that just like that. Like, uh, uh, come to summer camp. Have, let's have a conversation. <laughs> let's do it that way. I mean, I have a website. I mean, they can go look at the website. I'm, of course, really right now i'm still so embedded with leap lab and i'm doing all these interviews so mm. love people to go uh, check out the landing page for that and uh, mm. and start uh, subscribing to the blog posts and video clips that comes out based on those things. and the url what website do they go to um they go to uh, gleep.com slash leap leap lab gleep.com slash leap lab i will put that in the show notes and so if anyone listening to this has any connection with people trying to do innovative work or work in innovative ways then or is interested in that kind of stuff then they should connect with you i would be happy to have that conversation and if they wanted to connect with you on linkedin for instance because that's usually a nice avenue for people this i think in this kind of world uh, how can they find you? What what should they be typing in? So my name is Lina, like Line, L-I-N-E. So that's my Danish name. It's pronounced more like uh, more like Lina, but it is Line. And my last name is Mokbak, M-O-R-K-B-A-K. So Lina Mokbak um, on LinkedIn, yes. Fantastic. We're done. Okay. Sounds good. How was that for you? Thanks for listening to this Happy Startup School community podcast. If you want to find out more about what we do, then check out our website, www.thehappystartupschool.com. You'll find out more about our community, the courses that we offer, and also the conversations and content that we're trying to create to help you get clear about how to build a purposeful business without burning out. So if you're trying to balance the money and the meaning, creating impact and avoiding imposter syndrome, then join us and our group and tribe of like-minded, caring, compassionate and flawed entrepreneurs on this journey, trying to work out how to make money, do good and be happy.